Awesome. Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. You're listening to Talk Crooked, the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject. While enjoying adult beverages, my name is Kay. I'm Carrie. And I would. And good ha- morning. Yeah. <laughs> I would have a shot, but it's 1030. So my adult beverage In the today. Yeah. My adult beverage today is Diet Dr. Pepper. Fair oh. enough. <laughs> we wouldn't want to ha- you'd have to go to an AA meeting. I seriously considered drinking one of the margaritas that I brought. <laughs> um, but I also need to run by my house. So I was like, I can't drink just yet. I plan on being day drunk today while I'm working on our new website. Um, Lovely. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a plan. Yep. My husband gets to day drink because he's out working on projects and I get to drink water and milk and nothing else, (laughs) apparently. Well, he better be careful. Well, because I... Oh, he's fine. Okay. He's drinking Michelob Ultra. Okay. <laughs> you could drink 30 of those and not get drunk. Um, <coughs> it's like yeasty soda. Mm. Um, it's not great, but hey, it gets the <laughs> job done. So, um, yeah, no, so I uh, I got, I, I have to now take my blood sugar four times a day, which is super fun, Ooh. <sighs> which really, really blows. Um, they, they didn't say I had gestational diabetes, but... It was heavily implied. <laughs> well, yeah, it was implied a little bit, and they wanted me to cut the carbs and the sugar, which I discovered the sugar is my lemonade mm. and my juice. So the stuff that I discovered I could drink that's fun, I can't drink. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but apparently I can have ice cream. That does not make me spike. So oh, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I can have a Snickers ice cream bar. So I will take what I can get. <laughs> and strawberries and everything delicious are in season right now. So yes, I put a fuck ton of fruit on my grocery order that I'm picking up later today. I should go get like a little fruit tray for myself for today. Yeah. Well, because it's, I, I've, I've learned a lot. I mean, it's been educational, if nothing else. I haven't had any spikes except for one, because I drink lemonade, mm-hmm. um, mixed with cranberry juice cocktail, which uh-huh. you should not do if you are, <laughs> <laughs> if you have to keep your blood sugar regulated. <laughs> um, but I, I learned that, like, fruit, I guess, because everyone's like, well, fruit has a lot of sugar in it, but it has, it's also got fiber, because you're eating the pulp and the skin and stuff. Mm-hmm. So fiber counteracts the sugar. Yeah. In apparently. So I was like, okay, so something sweet. I have cuz I, I thank God because I've been craving fresh strawberries. Oh. And just pounding them. Just pounding them. <laughs> <laughs> so thankfully I can give into that craving, but I My- definitely had to pull up some recipes and I had to build some habits this last week. So when my mom was pregnant we'll with me, um, she craved Mountain Dew and donuts all oh the fucking God. time. Oh, no. Like, throughout the entire pregnancy, which says a lot. about like It, it explains a lot about who I am today. Um, it, it does. <laughs> that was not good. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you shouldn't do that. But but we did, and here we are. Yeah, and now we're here. 
<laughs> oh goodness, that's so um, funny. Yeah. No, I've been craving sweet stuff though, but it's like fresh strawberries and banana pudding and occasionally a piece of chocolate kind of thing. Thankfully, mm-hmm. I haven't craved a donut, but I did want a donut because I was home and I wanted a donut. Mm-hmm. And the bakery's closed because there's a fucking pandemic. So, oh. It's very sad. I really wanted a donut yesterday or well the, for the past few days and I thought about going and getting one, but I did not. I did have Good for you. Yeah, thank you. I did let myself have a little treat the other day and i went to dairy queen and i got their new um frosted animal cracker um, oh you tried it yes it was incredible did you get a mini one yeah i got a mini one and i also that's the best thing to do there honestly i also got a mini yeah i also got a mini like oreo cheesecake just to try it and that Mm -hmm. was amazing too Ooh, i bet that was good mm mm-hmm their cheesecake blizzards are really good. Oh, I like yeah. their strawberry one. Yes. A lot. There's, like, big chunks of cheesecake in it. It's so good. They did that with the Oreo one, too. And it... Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Incredible. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> you keep bringing up banana pudding, which is my absolute <laughs> favorite dessert. <laughs> so, all's fair. I can't eat banana pudding anymore because it's full of sugar. So, when this, but of course, I keep saying, well, I'll have some when the baby comes out, but I'll, I won't want bananas anymore because <laughs> I don't like bananas. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's okay. I got some. My mom made me some a few months ago before all of this. No. Oh. She made me homemade, real banana pudding from the deep south. Mm hmm. And it was unbelievable. So, <laughs> but, oh, man. Well, it's about, it's a swampy 80s, 80, what? Like 89? (laughs) I think it's 81 right now. It's supposed to get up to 90 today. So we're going to be cooking. (laughs) Cooking with gas. Yeah, that's, (laughs) that's why I stay in the house today. I do not plan on leaving. Like, aside from super early to get out and beat the heat and took my dog for a walk to get my hips to open because, you know, life is shit. And um, (laughs) (laughs) and then we played. I made myself a really quick breakfast and I got out there and threw the ball with him until it got too hot. Oh, fine. And it's already too hot. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it is. It was 930 and it was already too hot. Oh, yeah. That's why you were texting me at 9.30. Are you awake? Yeah. <laughs> I went, well, I wanted to make sure. The last yeah. time we did a morning record session, you were asleep. So Yeah, it wasn't I was even. Like, I can't do the afternoon this time, so you better be awake. <laughs> I woke up at like 6.15 this morning. I was so nervous about like sleeping through like I did last time that... Uh, sorry, it froze for a second. That <laughs> my body was like, oh, Oops, 615. Yeah, I'm still here. Can you hear me? There you are. Yeah. You sounded like you were talking from down below a drain. Uh, sorry. It's time to float. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't say that when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, my service in here is not great. So... 
Yes, we're still recording remotely, everybody, because, yeah. you know, because we're responsible. Yep. We're trying to be responsible. My parents are camping right now, which I think is probably the safe t- the safest way to vacation. Yeah. Um, because you can stick to your... They have a really nice camper, so they can stick to their own plot, and they can use their own bathroom and all of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think the people um, I'm house-sitting for are camping, too. Yeah. Um, I think that's the safest the safest bet. Um, Josh and I had to cancel our vacation to the beach because we just don't feel comfortable. Um, the the resort or the uh, the place where our condo is is they're they're putting in a lot of good procedures and things like that. But it's also like a fifteen to eighteen hour drive, and I will have to stop and pee a lot. Mm-hmm. And I can't trust the sanitary conditions of the places we'll be stopping first of all yeah and second of all it kind of we would have to stay in and get takeout and we don't know what the condition is going to be with the pool where we are because my family rents out the whole building yeah each have a condo in the in the building but there's people from the high-rise it's also owned by the same company Mm -hmm. and the people from the high-rise come over and use our pool all the time which is annoying at the best of times but now it's like unsafe yeah so (laughs) we don't know what that condition's gonna be and i don't want to be literally stuck in my condo when i'm in florida like Mm -hmm. and we both just kind of agreed that it seemed like too long of a drive for a half s vacation on top of the fact that we're both working from home because you know i'm quote unquote high risk and like it seems kind of shitty to tell your boss you have to work remotely and then turn around and go to florida yeah so (laughs) i didn't really want to shit on anyone's feet there so yeah plus we're really hoping that josh's boss will let him work from home when the baby comes so hopefully we just want to make sure yeah we are definitely going next year, though. I am not missing the beach again. I'm so upset. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I need to get, like, a big family-sized kiddie pool thing. Yeah. So I can pretend. But, <laughs> oh, man. It just blows. But I think we're going to try and go camping with my parents. Oh, very um, nice. To use my vacation days. So, now that I've got five... <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fun. You have exciting news. Yes, I have lots of news. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Tomorrow is my very last day at Family Video. Oh, I'm so happy. Like, (laughs) I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm really going to miss Hannah. But, I mean, I'll still see her. So, Mm -hmm. um. I mean, it's like it's not like you'll never go back. Yeah, I just can't work there anymore. <laughs> like, no, it's just not where I need to be. So, um, nope. So yeah, I'm I'm done, and then I'm <laughs> moving on to the library, and I'm gonna have a little more time to work on things I need to work on. So yes, um, make connections with people that'll help me out in the future and um well, you sound ecstatic i've got to say you i sound so excited i'm sorry down. <laughs> i'm very tired i didn't sleep very well um oh that's fair <laughs> i actually haven't been sleeping well for the past few days um because i had to throw out my mattress pad um 
and mom is buying me a new one. So by the way, I need you to send me a link to the one that you gave me um, because mom oh, owes me a new okay. one. Um, what happened? Well, Did somebody pee. <sighs> okay. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I just have to say, there's not a lot that causes me to throw a tantrum. Uh huh. And I threw a little bit of a tantrum. Oh my god. <laughs> because I'm laying in bed and okay. it's it's my day off. It is my one day off in days. And mm-hmm. mom woke me up a little earlier by putting Star in my bed at like 8 a.m. And Star seemed fine. Mm-hmm. Then I'll wake up because someone's peeing all over me. All over you? All over me. All (gasps) over the bed. She, uh, Carrie, she laid next to me and peed on me and on the bed. It went through um, all of my sheets, my blankets, (gasps) the mattress pad that you gave me, plus another mattress pad. And my mattress protector. The only reason it didn't go all the way through to my mattress is because I have like a bug protector over the mattress. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. I. How did she have that much pee in her body? She's a shit I have no idea. Uh, absolutely none. But there was no getting this out. Of that no. mattress pad. There, there was just none. And uh, like. I, I oh, needed to. No. I needed to go get blood work done. So I was already mm-hmm. in a mood. Because I'd had to fast. And I, mm-hmm. I was thirsty. And it was early in the morning. And I didn't like. It was my day off. I didn't want to deal with this. Oh no. So I cried. A lot. Well, yeah, I bet. Uh, and uh, like, I can't, I can't deal with pee. I can't do it. It, it is one of my right. triggers. Like my therapist and I have talked about it. It is one of my triggers, and understandably, <laughs> um, <clears throat> and I, like, I went out to my mom, and I'm like, look, you cannot put her in my bed without taking her out first. You know that she won't wake me up. That sounded like a cat. It was a dog. What? What in the world is <laughs> wrong house with you? Sitting. Stop it! You've been fine. Um, but I, I just went out to her and I'm like, "Look, you can't keep doing that." And the day before, she had pooped in my bed, and then the next day, <gasps> it was no. Yeah, and I poops a little easier though because you can yeah. pick it up and then just wash the blanket or whatever. But. Yeah. It, but I've had to wash all of my bed sheets. I don't know how many times in the past couple of weeks, because like stars also, she's old. She's not cleaning yeah. herself as well as she used to. So, yeah. and then that just it made me lose it. And my mom saw how upset I was and cleaned all of my bed sheets for me. And well, yeah, like she better, it's her fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I was dragged, 
I, you know, I'm crying, dragging both of my mattress pads out of my room because they're gone, you know, like trying to drag them oh, out to the road. No. And then my friends were like, hey, you can put vinegar and baking soda on it. It might help cover the smell. So I drag it back cover in. Cover the smell. Yeah. I drag it back in and like I go to look for baking soda. And of course, we are the only house in the South that does not have baking soda. What the fuck? So <laughs> I think I bought one box of baking soda and it's lasted me for like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> how do we not have baking soda and so then I'm just crying in the kitchen because we have no baking soda and like my mom's like just take it back out to the yard I will buy you a new one oh no honey so I haven't been sleeping very well because I've had to sleep (laughs) on my mattress that is not soft yeah <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so i haven't been sleeping well was just the uh, <laughs> the perfect punchline to that story <laughs> <laughs> oh honey i'm so sorry it's okay um send me a text message and so that i remember to send you that okay <laughs> here in a minute <laughs> when we're done <laughs> oh my god (laughs) but yeah that was a that was a fun tantrum (laughs) yeah it sounds like you've had quite a week i and i never like i never let anyone see me throw a tantrum like i will have one just in the privacy of my room because Mm -hmm. sometimes you just need to do it Mm -hmm. and i just couldn't could not contain it and like I no. know, I know that that's not how you get what you need. But I didn't know how to express what I needed. <laughs> that's not effective communication. <laughs> no, it is not. But I just, I there was so much running through my head. I was like, I just quit my job. I'm not yeah. like I'm not going to have the money for a little while to replace this and my back is going to get worse and I already needed to buy new shoes and that was what was going through my head and it was coming out in tears and yeah I mean that makes sense (laughs) so it was it was uh, it was a time (laughs) yeah it sounds like it (laughs) oh my gosh I mean yeah that's the panic that that I would feel, too, in the same situation of, like, okay, yeah. well, I can't replace any of this right now. This is not... <laughs> yeah. This was not on the plan. So now I have no job and a hard mattress because <laughs> my mom won't take the dog out to pee. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, I get it. That that sounds like a justified tantrum to me. But, but anyway... It, it got me what I needed. So. <laughs> yes, that's fair. It was a productive tantrum, it sounds like. It was. <clears throat> Sometimes it has to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. Oh, man. All right. Well, you ready to get started? Yes. Speaking of tantrums. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this week, we are talking about... Autism. autism. Which isn't creepy. No. But... <laughs> their brains are just different and that's okay yeah it's um 
I I love this topic so much. Um, so I actually decided to keep it pretty simple today, though, because um, as Kay and I were saying, we were talking before we got started here today that um, this is something that you could literally do an entire podcast series on. Oh, um, yeah. Kind of like human <laughs> trafficking. Uh, so I decided to keep it real basic. So we're going to talk about a little bit of history and then... Um, we're going to dive into some symptoms and things like that. But mm-hmm. I think it's important to remember as we go through, just I would just want to state at the top that we are not, we, we are in complete support of people who have autism and we love, <clears throat> we just want to make sure that everyone knows that nothing is meant to be offensive or anything like that. That's part of why we're keeping it simple. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I, I, my, I have friends who have autism. I have former students who were some of my favorite people who have autism. I have several friends with kids who have autism. Kay lives with someone who with autism. It's it's it, it's not something that we are trying to minimize in any way. This is we wanted to talk about it to show our support and to bring more awareness of how it works. Exactly. And um yeah, so and just um wanted to state that at the top as a blanket statement. <laughs> yeah, and um, on that note, like like Carrie said, I live with someone who has autism. I've lived with him for 13 years. And, you know, mm-hmm. really, um, the only reason it's so different with him is that he also has a bit of uh, mental retardation as well, which, you know, the world isn't made for people who have autism on top of disorders like that. And so it's harder for him to communicate with us but like we've we figured it out because you need to learn to have compassion for people and understand that yeah. they can't always communicate the way that you might need them to so well, yeah. it's, and it's also important to know that autism a lot sometimes autism does go hand in hand with some other disorders yeah um on top of the fact that autism presents very differently mm-hmm. in ve- in many many in almost everyone so and of course, it's a spectrum. So yeah. it's depending on the severity. Um, you could have just a touch of it. You could, and it presents different, very differently in men and women as well. But I don't think we have time to get into that. No, and um, they've done that is fascinating. And they've done no research on women and girls with autism. So of course not. They can't really not. get diagnosed with it because they don't know. And girls Not are better. Much, much later. Yeah. And girls are yes. much better at masking than guys are that have mm-hmm. autism. So, and we'll get into that too. But like. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, let's, I just, I wanted to talk about, cause I, of course, um, being the weirdo who wants to know where things come from, <laughs> um, I wanted to dive in and see, um, how this came to be diagnosed as a disorder because like i said it presents so differently in everyone um yeah there's some commonalities of course like with any disorder but it the way everyone reacts to it seems to be unique Mm -hmm. so um and i also want to say that autism has absolutely no effect on your intelligence no none at all um but it does go hand in hand sometimes with other mental problems and those could be cognitive impairing. Mm-hmm. So um, just wanted to let everyone know that 
<laughs> real quick um autism has absolutely no effect on your intelligence so someone that someone with autism may not com- like you said may not communicate in the same way or may just have a different way of doing things or have to have things a certain way in their environment as does everyone mm-hmm. um they're just a little more upfront about it because <laughs> um a little more uh, blunt people with autism <laughs> are my favorite because they are not liars <laughs> in general um they'll just tell you and i <laughs> I respect that, and I mm-hmm. love it. I find it endearing, and I find it necessary. Yeah. So, um, like, sta- I can't stand when people tiptoe the, tiptoe around and pussy whip or whatever, pussy fart or whatever it's called. They, they, <laughs> they fiddle fart around what they need. Just fucking tell me what you need. Yeah. And I'll give it to you, you know? Oh, goodness. If I can. <laughs> Stevie's very upfront about when he wants us to he stop is. talking. He is. It's really funny. <laughs> He'll shove his fingers in his ears and walk away, <laughs> grinning from ear to ear. Like, the conversation yeah. is over, <laughs> and I'm going to be happy I'm about done. it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Stevie, you should also say, Stevie is, um, Stevie has autism and some other issues, and he's also nonverbal. Yeah. Um, so he communicates through some made-up sign language that he has come up with on his own. Yeah. And (laughs) it's adorable and hilarious at the same time. (laughs) It is. Um, And, like, he... We never have a problem knowing whether or not he wants something. (laughs) mm -mm. He makes it very clear. communicator. Yes. But it's also important to note that he it's not because he can't talk. It's, it's because he won't talk. Yeah. And like. he can talk. He talks in his bedroom. Oh, yeah. And I caught him the mm-hmm. other day. I was just, I was just kind of staring because he was, he has a thing for bananas. Like, I put two bunches <laughs> of bananas on his table the other night. And within two hours, one of them was gone. And oh, my God. He does have a problem with portion control, too. We'll yeah. just go ahead and throw that out. Yeah. So. And yet he's not overweight. So, I mean, no. good on you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and so, we, like, if we want bananas, we kind of have to hide them. So, mom yeah. had hid some on the dining room table and, like, tied them up in a bag. And I, I heard him just mumbling to himself because I don't think he knew I was there. And uh-huh. so I'm I'm staring at him while he's opening <laughs> this bag of bananas, and he's just oh my god, mum- be sneaky, yeah. And he's mumbling to himself, <laughs> and he's starting to get a little loud, and he's I I think he was getting frustrated because he couldn't untie the bag, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I almost was like Stevie, do you want some help? But I knew that would scare him, so I just watched, right. and just it was so <laughs> funny. Like he finally got one and he yanked it out and he tried to tie the bag back and he just kind of tried to put it back like it was. Oh yeah. my god, I was never here. <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh my god, he kills me. Oh, it's he so funny. <laughs> it's really funny because he is—he's pretty shy. So whenever I go over to Kay's house, we'll usually be in the living room watching something. I think he's getting used to me, but. Mm-hmm. He probably won't remember me now because it's been like a year since I've been there because of, you know, quarantine. Yeah. But um, he, he'll, he'll usually, he'll come and he'll like just peek around the, the hallway. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'll have to be like, Kay, I think Stevie needs you. <laughs> he won't like come out and he won't come out and 
tell you he wants his, he wants Dairy Queen or whatever. But yeah, oh, man. Oh my he's god, awesome. He's been so funny lately. His sister's been coming and like she's been sitting outside and staying six feet away from us, and we've just been kind of visiting mm-hmm. and like we'll try to get Stevie to come to the door, and he won't have anything to do with that. <laughs> like, oh really? He he came up one time and kind of waved at her and then just went back to his room. <laughs> He's like, this isn't how visits work. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, yes. Oh, Oh, goodness. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, He's just funny. (laughs) He's so funny. Oh, my goodness. Um, So let's let me define it real quick. Um, And then we'll we'll do a little bit of history. So autism spectrum disorder is a condition related to brain development that impacts how a person perceives and socializes with others. Um, it causes problems with social interaction and communication. I don't even like the word causes problems. Yeah. With social interaction. I know that it can be harder for for people with autism to, to communicate and they can feel very anxious in social situations. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. It just, you're, you're just different. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, like, uh, who are we to say what social anxiety and I don't. <laughs> I don't want to talk to people either. But, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't have autism. And like, who are oh. we to say that that's the wrong way to communicate? Like, yeah, we're we're defining it by a certain set of standards that have been put in place that are not made that equally made for everyone. Yeah. That we made up. Yeah. So like, so. it's not, it's just different. It's not bad mm-hmm. or causing problems. It's just different. Um, the disorder also includes limited and repetitive patterns of behavior. Um, the term spectrum in autism, spectrum disorder, refers to the wide range of symptoms and severity. So, um, and I do also want to say this, that this is a much more manageable condition than it used to be. We know so much more about it now, mm-hmm. um, even in the last 20 years, um, which is also why Stevie is nonverbal, because there was not... There just weren't the resources when he was younger. How old is no. he? He forty. Uh, no. No, he is 50? late fifties, maybe early sixties now. Oh, okay. Um, he when I'll just say real quick when he was young, they did try to send him to school. Um, but he was convinced that everyone in his classroom was making fun of him and he would throw such a tantrum every time they tried to take him to school that they just stopped and he didn't leave his house, um, until we started staying with him. Like he would not leave. Um, he just, that's a long time to not leave your house. Yeah. He just sat with his mom and their cat and he just stayed there. Um, and he, like, he would talk to her, um, and she died, I guess, about 13, 14 years ago now, um, Mm -hmm. because that's about how long we've been there, and, um, that's when he decided to not speak to anyone anymore, but we did get him, uh, going out a little bit by going to an adult daycare with other people who are cognitively impaired, um mm-hmm. th- that's the better word for it now when when we started staying with him it was still called mental retardation but it wasn't like a mm-hmm. derogative term that's just what it was and now it was it's just that was the term yeah, yeah and now it's been corrupted now, yeah so. <laughs> um so we um 
like we got him going out and going to daycare and then we started like taking him out to Walmart and having him shop with us and you know yeah like he's gotten so much better about going out I'm kind of afraid that this quarantine is going to make him regress a little yeah regress that but we'll see so um yeah he's definitely doing great yeah um, with you guys for sure and that's the thing that now there now there are resources there's there are teachers in classrooms there's so there's just so much more awareness and understanding of it that there's just no reason I I never saw any bullying Mm -hmm. when I was in high school of people with autism that's awesome it was just people being dicks to each other about stupid stuff yeah you know <laughs> no one was ever like well you're stupid or whatever because you I don't know there just there was never any I never saw anything like that now I could be completely wrong because I was the teacher and maybe people were sneaking but I truly never saw anything like that um mm-hmm. because I think people are uh, our generations are now more aware of this it's not demonized you're not locked in a closet you know what I mean yeah you're not locked up in the attic and told everyone that you're crazy or whatever it's 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 been well researched now and and of course things are still developing i'm not gonna be arrogant and say that we have everything figured out because we absolutely don't it's Mm -hmm. to do with the brain well we'll i'm sure that this will be different next year yeah so and um, i've been really impressed just being on a college campus along with students who do have autism who have mm -hmm. like who need a little extra help sometimes but i've been really impressed with the students around me that have been interacting with them so well too you know oh yeah um so it's been really cool now that I'm older and in an environment where people actually do care about each other, you know, it's... Oh, for sure. It's really Western fascinating. Western really good programs mm-hmm. for, uh, for their Spectrum students. And um, a lot of good support systems have now been in place in colleges because um, because of some of the the inhibit the inhibitions that autism can bring, can bring you, mm-hmm. depending on the severity... It makes it very difficult for you to get completely out of your comfort zone and out, uproot and go to college, which yeah. is a totally new environment. But it's also really good to get people with autism to embrace that kind of change because as, as hard as change is for just the general population, it's way harder for people with autism just oh, in yeah. general. So it's it's amazing to see that there's more resources um, to help people with autism get through the to get through the get through the the college system because they're so intelligent too mm-hmm. we would be wasting half of our a, a big part of our population's intelligence by just putting them through a program that teaches them how to check people out at Walmart or whatever like yeah <laughs> there's people with autism <laughs> who have made incredible medical discoveries and things like that so it's important to that we set up systems so that everyone can succeed through college. Oh, I yeah. I think that's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the right support. I'm not saying pass everyone through. That's not what I mean. <laughs> no. I mean set up support so that everyone has a chance to succeed. Yeah. So, that What um, actually needed to happen with no child left behind. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um... <laughs> <coughs> Um, autism spectrum disorder includes conditions that were previously considered separate. Um, so that includes autism, Asperger's syndrome, 
uh, childhood disintegrative disorder. I don't know what that means. Um, I'd never heard of that one. I haven't um, either. And an unspecified form of pervasive development disorder. Hmm. Um, some people still use the term Asperger's syndrome, which is generally thought to be at the mild end of the autism spectrum disorder. Which I, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's at the the very mild end. Um, autism spectrum disorder begins in early childhood and eventually causes problems functioning in society, socially, in school, and at work, for example. Um, often children show symptoms of autism within the first year. So that's something to look at. <laughs> mm-hmm. A small number of children appear to develop normally in the first year and then go through a period of regression between 18 and 24 months of age when they develop autism symptoms. Mm-hmm. So there's your red flag, I guess. That's and also, looking at. also, if like they don't show any recognition of you, I've heard, like if they're like if they don't. Like, some children will recognize their parents, like, very easily. Like, they'll know exactly who they are. But, like, children who are on the spectrum tend to not do that. Like, they don't, like, they won't reach out for you like a kid would if they kind of recognize their parents. Huh. So, it's a, that's another red flag to look out for. Hmm. I've never heard of that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was just something um, I found in some of the stories I was reading when I... Stories? Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Well, you learn something every day. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> while there is no cure for autism spectrum disorder, intensive early treatment can make a big difference in the lives of many children. And that's the thing. You have to make sure you take advantage. Talk to your insurance company. Talk to your doctors. Find the right support for your for your child and get them into groups get them into therapy sessions um there are definitely i think our friend chastity does therapy for um specifically with autistic kids Mm -hmm. and um hi chastity love you Um, (laughs) we miss you a (laughs) lot yes miss you so much um but and it's been hard i don't think she's been able to do remote to do remote sessions because it's so important for in-person interaction when it comes to autism but yeah um but they've been being safe yeah um, <laughs> but yeah it's important to take advantage and get your kid the the help that they need it's definitely worth the investment mm-hmm. for your child to have the skills that they need to the the foundation of skills before they go to school and then when they when they encounter all of those changes and challenges then they have the tools there not that it's going to be easy, but you have the tools to play, to lean back on to deal with your surroundings more. Mm-hmm. And like, so, and you'll feel better prepared. And then if there are meltdowns, then you know who to talk to, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just better than panicking and having to find someone in a panic. So Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so let's talk about how this came to be discovered a little bit. Okay. So, um, mm-hmm. This is a... This is from spectrumnews.org. Okay. Slash news. Slash evolution. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's from an article called uh, The Evolution of Autism as a Diagnosis Explained. And it's by Lena Zeldovich. And it was published May 2018. Ooh. So. Recent. <clears throat> yes, very recent. So that's because this is a continuously evolving diagnosis. So. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> 
So you can't, so she says, you can draw a straight line from the initial descriptions of many conditions, claustrophobia, for example, or vertigo, to their diagnostic criteria. Not so with autism. (laughs) That's what makes it so fascinating. Um, Its history has taken a less direct path with several detours, according to Jeffrey Baker. And also, it's not caused by vaccines. I'm just going to throw that out one more time. No. (laughs) (laughs) That was me, not the article. Just real fast. (laughs) Please vaccinate your kids, for fuck's sake. Yes. If this pandemic has taught you nothing. (laughs) Nothing else. (laughs) Uh, Professor of Pediatrics. Okay, so according to Jeffrey Baker, Professor of Pediatrics and History at Duke University in Durham, North Carolina. Autism was originally described as a form of childhood schizophrenia. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yikes. Yeah. And the results of cold parenting. This is going to get real sexist here in a second. <laughs> Just Great. Just so everyone knows. Just like everything does. Because <laughs> we always br- blame the mother. Oh, yeah. So, uh, no, it doesn't matter that the dad was never there. Um <laughs> So this was originally described as a form of childhood schizophrenia and the results um, and the results of cold parenting, then as a set of related developmental disorders, and finally as a spectrum condition with wide-ranging degrees of impairment. Along with these shifting views, its diagnostic criteria have changed as well. Of course, as everything should. Everything has evolved. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Here's how the DSM, the Diagnostic Manual used in the United States, it's uh, the long version is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. It's what psychiatrists use to diagnose people. Yeah. Um, this is how the DSM <clears throat> has reflected our evolving understanding of autism. So, you ready? Mm-hmm. So, why was autism initially considered a psychiatric condition? So when Leo Kanner, an, an Austrian, I tried to say Australian, and then I got tongue-tied, um, an Austrian-American psychi- psychiatrist and physician first described autism in 1943. Okay. He wrote about children with, quote, extreme autistic aloneness, delayed echolalia, whatever the fuck that means, <laughs> and... Anxiously obsess an anxiously obsessive desire for the maintenance of sameness. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he also noted that the children were often intelligent and had some extraordinary memory. That's awesome. See, mm-hmm. it does not impair your cognition. It's just how you interact with the world. Yeah. Um, and as people, as two people who have a lot of trouble <laughs> interacting with the world. I think we both can empathize pretty pretty hard, pretty well. As I've already said, um, sometimes I have to throw tantrums to be able yes. to deal with the emotions <laughs> that I'm dealing with. Sometimes someone <laughs> pours a gallon of pee on your bed and you have to throw a tantrum. <laughs> as a result, Canner viewed autism as a profound emotional disturbance that does not affect cognition. In keeping with his perspective, the second edition of the DSM, published in 1952, defined autism as a psychiatric condition, a form of childhood schizophrenia marked by a detachment from the reality. But of course, we can't keep calling it schizophrenia because that's an entirely different thing, and it's also a disease. Yeah. Um, it's like measurable in the gray matter of your brain. Yeah. And that can cause a lot of stigma 
especially around children, if you're saying your child is schizophrenia, is schizophrenic, not is schizophrenia, I can't say, <laughs> is schizophrenic, then everyone's looking for your kid to be on top of a bell tower shooting people. So, yeah. it's, you know, it's it's not great. And not that all people with schizophrenia do that. That's just kind of the stigma. Mm-hmm. And um, it's important. To, it was important to make sure that we distinguished this as as and as the research has shown. Yeah, it's not schizophrenia. <laughs> not so, even um, close. <laughs> no, not even at all. So um, <clears throat> schizophrenia, I think back in this time was just kind of a blanket term for things that people didn't get. So <laughs> didn't understand. Yeah, uh, truly. <laughs> It was like, oh, we don't know what's wrong with you. You must have schizophrenia. So, <laughs> we just don't do understand it. And, yeah, do some cocaine and sit in a dark room for a while and be quiet. Um, during the 1960s. that helps. Oh, yeah. Cocaine helps everything. During the, <laughs> during the 1950s and 60s, autism was thought to be rooted in cold and unemotional mothers, whom Bruno Bettelheim, who has the best name of all time, dubbed... <laughs> refrigerator mothers I'm just gonna let that sink in for a second that's not entirely correct like, <laughs> I, I, I'd go as far as to say that is not correct at all it's not correct at all no <laughs> it's something you're born with this is not nature versus nurture this is nature no. <laughs> There are incredibly warm and loving mothers whose kids have aut- have autism. Yeah. And there are also incredibly frigid and terrible mothers who are very absent and not interested in their children who have perfectly full functioning kids. So, yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, refrigerator mothers. What the fuck? So, it's always... See, I'm telling you. They blame us for everything. They do. Uh, They have to. (gasps) Who else? They can't blame the father. No, of course not. Why would it be his responsibility? Okay, so... (laughs) The refrigerator mother concept was disproved in the 1960s and 70s as a growing body of research showed that autism has biological underpinnings. It took that long. Yes. Well, they had to disprove it, just yeah. like how everyone's having to take the time and money and energy to disprove that vaccines cause autism. <laughs> because of rumors. Yes, because some idiot posted something stupid on Facebook. So, and lost his med- who is not a doctor. No. Just so everyone knows. He lost his and medical license Trump's- because of that. Yes. And then Trump said, hey, buddy, come be on my... Uh- vaccine committee or whatever the fuck and Mm -hmm. yeah it's fine our country is a dumpster fire so um (laughs) vote i got my absentee ballot today so oh i sent um, mine in already i'm so excited yay so uh rooted in brain development okay so the dsm-3 published in 1980 established autism as its own separate diagnosis and described it as a pervasive developmental disorder distinct from schizophrenia. So it wasn't until the 80s. Jesus Christ. Which is fair because this is hard to diagnose. Yeah. As we've said earlier, it's hard to diagnose. And it presents so differently in everyone that it took a long time for people to give a shit enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To, to start to see the patterns and start to see what it was. 
So prior versions of the manual left many aspects of the diagnostic process open to clinicians' um, observations and interpretations, but the DSM-3 listed specific criteria required for a diagnosis. Um, It defined three essential features of autism. A lack of interest in people. Mm -hmm. Fair. Um, (laughs) severe, severe impairments in communication and bizarre responses to the environment, all developing in the first 30 months of life. So bizarre is kind of a harsh word, harsh word, but it's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and (laughs) I'm trying to think of an example, but I'm just not, well, they, they have trouble with like sarcasm and they have trouble. Yeah, that's true. They also have trouble like thinking in metaphors. So, like, if you say um, something along the lines of, um, fuck, I'm blanking, too. Um, No, it's okay. I know. We all know what a metaphor is. Yeah. Um, But, you know, like, just the regular idioms of day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. Um, My my mom had an autistic student who couldn't stand the feel of paper. Mm Mm-hmm under his hand either so there's that there's that it's like physical responses to the environment too so he had to like have a t-shirt under his arm oh or he would flip out um he worked really he got really good though like through the four years that he was in high school he did he made leaps and bounds of improvement because socialization is really important mm-hmm. um i have a friend from high school whose oldest has autism and they've got now two younger ones as well they now have three mm-hmm. and just it's been really sweet the way that his siblings have like rallied around him to him around Everest to help him. Yeah. So it's, you know, and it's, it's important. It's helpful when you have siblings, it's helpful when you see it as just another way to interact with the world as opposed to something that needs to be hidden. Mm -hmm. So, and she posts really great things. I should find some of her posts, but, um, she posts some really cool things about how proud she is of him. Oh, we made it through the zoo today and it was totally fine. And, Aww. you know what I mean? It's yeah. just, you know, it's just, just little victories. And, um, he seems to be doing really great. So, of course, there's good days and bad days, but it's with anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> That's just kind of how it. it works. Yeah. Um, I actually, so Kamel and, uh, sorry, sidebar for just a second. So Kamel and Emily's, um, Staying in with Camille and Emily, their quarantine podcast just had their last episode on Thursday. Oh, um, which is sad, but they, um, Emily read a really good little short story about when you're a parent and your child either you know turns out to be trans or turns out to be gay or turns out to be whatever it was that you just kind of weren't picturing in your head, um, that there's a little bit of a mourning process for, you know, who you thought your child was and what you thought your life would look like. Mm -hmm. And it was, it it applies here too. And it applies to the way the world is changing right now. Um, But it's all, basically I can sum it up. It's, it's kind of like, imagine you're going to go to Italy. It's been your dream to go to Italy. You learn the language, you've got all of your stuff packed, you've got all your guidebooks and you get on the plane and you land in Holland. Yeah. Which is still beautiful and still wonderful. And there are tulips and so much history, but you wanted to go to Italy. Mm-hmm. And it's about learning and how life is about learning to love being in Holland, you know, <laughs> and yeah. seeing Holland for its beauty and its magic and its windmills and its <laughs> um, cheese and <laughs> everything Clubs. that that one has to offer. But you're still going to be a little bit sad that you didn't make it to Italy. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's it, it's not all it's not all cupcakes and rainbows, but it is about embracing what you've been dealt. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It was really cool, and I thought it kind of applied here. I know that was a really shitty, <laughs> shitty summary. No, it's but, okay. Um, yeah, I, it's been it, it stuck with me. It was a really good last episode, and it made everyone cry who was recording. And um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's about it because you know the world's not gonna go back. We have to learn to enjoy Holland now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so. And now let's talk a little bit. Uh, so how long did this definition last? So uh, the DSM-3 was revised in 1987, significantly altering the autism criteria. Um, it broadened the concept of autism by adding a diagnosis at the mild end of the spectrum. Um, mm-hmm. Pervasive development disorder, not otherwise specified, which is PDD-NOS, which is long and crazy yeah um, and dropping the requirement for onset before 30 months which is important as well because mm-hmm. masking is a thing so um even though the manual did not use the word spectrum the change reflected the growing understanding among researchers that autism is not a single condition but rather a spectrum of conditions that can present throughout life mm-hmm. so there you go um So the updated manual listed 16 criteria across the three previously established domains, eight of which had to be met for a diagnosis. Oh, wow. There you go. Um, Because not everyone's going to have all of them. Not everyone's going to have, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that it's, it's, this is going to be one of those things where I'm going to read the list and we're going to both be like, oh my God, I have autism. (laughs) (laughs) I have. Because it's so different. I have a friend who has autism. Mm -hmm. And, um, Mm -hmm. we were, we were talking, I, I was kind of talking to her about the person I had found when I first started these notes a few days ago Mm -hmm. and like, she rubbed us both the wrong way and we, and she and I got to talking and she was just like, um, or they, sorry, um, they said, I can't tell with you if it's autism or if it's trauma. She's <laughs> and they were like, it, it could be both or it could be one or or the other. But like, uh, from some of the stuff you've told me, it kind of sounds like it. I'm like, <laughs> see, it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. You can just be like, oh, my God. Well, I do, we do that with everything that we read, though. I'm just yeah. like, every time we do um, a psychiatric disorder, I'm like, oh, my God, I have this. And then... <laughs> Oh, Lord. Every time we watch Atypical on Netflix, which is a delightful show, Mm -hmm. um, super important and so great for spreading awareness. Um, Oh, I just want to hug Sam, but I know he'd hate it. So, um, (laughs) but (laughs) every time we watch it, Josh is like, I feel like I have autism. And I'm like, well, maybe you do. Good God. (laughs) Maybe you've got a touch of it. Yeah. That would kind of make sense. He's kind of disinterested in people, but he's also really social, so it's, like, really confusing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, (laughs) he's also on the phone more than anyone I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) So, um, let's talk about some symptoms. Okay. Because that article, it's really good. Um, You guys can definitely, we can definitely post it for you guys, but it goes on and on and on through the whole whole thing. Mm -hmm. So, um... Oh, wait, hang on. Actually, let me read this very last 
this very last thing. So let's okay. assume that it continued and continued and continued. Autism has, you know, the research has grown and grown and grown into what we have now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let me just, because this talks about masking for just a second. So okay. um, it says, what does the future look like for diagnosing autism? Um, experts continue to view autism as a continuous spectrum of conditions. Um, there are no planned revisions for the DSM for now, but the language in the draft of the ICD-11, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that um, is either. Uh, which is expected to debut in May 2018, <laughs> mirrors the DSM-5's criteria. Um, and the ICD-11 autism criteria moved to a new dedicated autism spectrum disorder. So they have their own whole section now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it differs in several key ways. Instead of requiring a set number or combination of features for a diagnosis, it lists identifying features and lets clinicians decide whether an individual's traits match up. Because the ICD is intended for global use, it also gets broader, mm-hmm. less culturally specific than the DSM-5 does. For instance, it puts less emphasis on what games children play than whether they follow or impose strict rules on those games. See? Okay. Um, the ICD-11 also makes a distinction between... Because in some cultures, kids may not play games. Mm-hmm. You see? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, I- the ICD-11 also makes a distinction between autism with and without intellectual ability and highlights the fact that older individuals and women sometimes mask their autism traits. So that's what we were talking about when we said masking. Mm-hmm. Women are just easier at analyzing. Uh, women just in general, females, um, are biologically more able to assess their environment and then mirror what's going on in order to blend in. Um, it's a evolutionary skill that we have developed for safety yeah um (laughs) (laughs) because men are trash and yes and also because of just the way our culture has been for women for a very long time it's been about blending in and not speaking your mind and all of that stuff so it's yeah women are constantly analyzing their environment for danger Mm -hmm. and for social interaction and things like that so um it can be a lot harder to diagnose women with this so let's let's go on to some symptoms here. So um, some children show signs of autism spectrum disorder in early infancy, such as reduced eye contact, lack of response to their name, or different to, or indifference to caregivers. So that's what you mm-hmm. said a minute ago. Okay. Um, other children may develop normally for their fir- for the first few months or years of life, but then suddenly become withdrawn or aggressive or lose language skills they've already acquired. So that's the regression that they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, signs usually are seen by age two. Um, each child with autism spectrum disorder is likely to have a unique pattern of behavior and level of severity from low functioning to high functioning. And some children see in this, it's, also unspecific too it doesn't say it never says all it never says always yeah it's always some some children with autism spectrum disorder have difficulty learning and some have signs of lower than normal intelligence Mm -hmm. other children but that so do uh what's it called neurotypical people as well yeah so I'm not seeing much of a difference. (laughs) You can have someone who does not have autism who's really stupid so yeah you know it's (laughs) It's just another, again, it's just another little distinction that just makes things a little different. So other children with the disorder have normal to high intelligence. They learn quickly, yet have trouble communicating and applying what they know in everyday life and adjusting to social situations. See, um, that's... Because, sorry. 
No, you're good. Um, that's one of the things that also kind of makes me wonder because I didn't speak until I was three, just because I didn't well, want you to. Were also traumatized. Yeah. Honey. <laughs> Like, fair, but, like, also, like, I, apparently I just didn't want to. Like, they had me tested to see if I was deaf or mute, and, like, that wasn't the case. And it was just, oh I goodness. I wasn't ready. And, like, finally one yeah. day I, I started talking, but that's also part of why it's so hard for me to communicate and talk now. Because uh, that's years that I lost not speaking. And so, like, I forget words all the time. And well, yeah, everybody forgets words well, all the time. Yeah, honey. but I, <laughs> it just it You're feels not unique in that. <laughs> I, I, it just I don't know. Um, but yeah, it is one of the things that kind of makes me wonder. Like, uh, but <laughs> well, didn't you like start speaking in full sentences though? No, I just I said kind of a complicated word, but like I didn't start oh, in okay. full sentences. Because I've had friend, I've had other people tell me that they were like, yeah, I just was, I didn't want to, <laughs> apparently I didn't want to sound like an idiot toddler. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to, to leap straight to s- full sentences. <laughs> oh, okay. So because of the unique mixture of symptoms in each child, severity can sometimes be difficult to determine. It's generally based on the level of impairments and how they impact the ability to function. Mm-hmm. So below are some common signs shown by people who have autism spectrum disorder, and then we're going to be done. So, okay. um, <clears throat> so here's fails to respond to his or her name or appears to not hear you at times. Uh, that's my husband. <laughs> um, <laughs> resists cuddling and holding and seems to prefer playing alone, retreating into his own, to his or her own world. Mm -hmm. Um, has poor eye contact and lacks facial expression, doesn't speak or has delayed speech or loses previous ability to say words or sentences, can't start a conversation or keep one going, or only starts one to make requests or label items. (laughs) That kind of sounds like me. Um, Speaks... Speaks with an abnormal tone or rhythm and may use a sing-song voice or robot-like speech. Mm -hmm. Um, Repeats words or phrases verbatim, but doesn't understand how to use them. Oh, I used to do that. (laughs) 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 So, I used to watch... I've probably told this story before, but I watched Aladdin. That was my favorite movie when I was little. Uh Because Jasmine is amazing. Um, And, you know, there's the part where she says... All of you standing around deciding my future, I am not a prize to be won. And I thought that was just the best way to leave a room. <laughs> I didn't understand what it meant at all. That's awesome. I did awesome. not understand what those words meant. And <laughs> I just thought it was a great way to, to exit. So <laughs> I used to just say, I am not a prize to be won and walk out of the room. <laughs> Stomp out of the room. <laughs> That's why you went into theater. <laughs> Yes, it was a great exit. Yes. (laughs) (coughs) Oh, goodness. Um, Doesn't appear to understand simple questions or directions. Uh, Doesn't express emotions or feelings and appears unaware of others' feelings. Um, Doesn't point or bring objects to share interests. So that's just a little extra, a little extra work on empathy there. Mm hmm. Is what's needed. Um, Doesn't point at or bring objects to share interest. Um, Inappropriately approaches a social interaction by being passive, aggressive, or disruptive. (laughs) 
All of these are making me think of Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. It's just warming my heart. Yes. Um, has difficulty recognizing... Oh, gosh. I just want to hug him so bad. Um, has difficulty recognizing nonverbal cues, such as, inter- such as interpreting other people's facial expressions, body postures, or tone of voice. That's what he's always saying, trying to identify what people are feeling. It's really cute. Oh. Um... Okay, so let's do some patterns of behavior and then we're done. Okay. Because I forgot about that. I thought I didn't realize those were separate. Okay. <laughs> so um, so there's, of course, a lot of different patterns of behavior, but here's here's a few. So um, performs repetitive motions, movements, such as rocking, spinning, or hand flapping. Mm-hmm. Um, performs activities that could, that could cause self-harm, such as biting or head banging. Um, that's kind of terrifying. Um, yeah. Develops specific routines or rituals and becomes disturbed at the slightest change. So that's where Sheldon has a whole, um, a whole calendar made up of what they eat on what day, <laughs> every single day. Yeah. And if that gets changed, upsetness happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, no, it's anything can happen Thursday, and he's like, oh God, what? Why don't we? really toss it up and get pizza from a different place like (laughs) thursday is pizza oh oh goodness that's my spot god i love that show um (laughs) talk about a show that brings good awareness so um yeah develop specific routines or ritual and he's a successful theoretical physicist i'll have to say oh yeah um as well so yeah really and really inhibits your develop your uh Oh, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> um, I lost my place. Okay. Has problems with coordination or has odd movement patterns, such as clumsiness or walking on toes, and has odd, stiff, or exaggerated body language. <laughs> Sheldon's very stiff. Um, they, they say he looks like C-3PO all the time. Uh, one of my favorite moments is between him and Howard. He's sitting there and he goes, so Sheldon, if if you were a robot, <laughs> and I knew, but you didn't. Would you want me to tell you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh poor Sheldon. <laughs> it's no, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, goodness gracious. <clears throat> Is fascinated by details of an object, such as the spinning wheels of a toy car, but doesn't understand the overall purpose or function of the object. So this is, um, this sounds more like child, child behavior, um, mm-hmm. is unusually sensitive to light, sound, or touch, yet may be indifferent to pain or temperature, um, <clears throat> doesn't engage in imitative or make-believe play, uh, fixates on an object or activity with abnormal intensity or focused, focus, um, has specific food preferences, such as eating only a few fu- foods or refusing foods with a certain texture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so as they mature, some children with autism spectrum disorder may become more engaged with others and show fewer disturbances in behavior. And some, usually those with the least severe problems, eventually may lead normal or near normal lives. Others, however, continue to have difficulty with language or social skills and the teen years can bring worse behavioral and emotional problems because of, you know, fucking puberty. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, but yeah, it's definitely something that can be managed, especially if you have the right tools, um, and especially with a lot of patience. Yeah. Um, but what kid doesn't need a lot of patience as well? And um, but it's also really important to get diagnosed because. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody's seen Amy Schumer's special on Netflix that she did while she was pregnant, um, her husband has a little bit of autism and they didn't know until he was diagnosed, I think while they were dating. Oh, wow. And, um, she was just like the tools that we have now are so, so invaluable because she was saying like, I knew that my husband, what did she say? Like, I knew my husband's brain worked a little differently on our first date when I tripped and he just stood there (laughs) and looked at me. (laughs) I just like stiffened and did nothing. And she was like, oh, okay. (laughs) They have a cooking show now, you guys. And it is delightful. It's called Amy Schumer Learns to Cook. If you don't have Food Network, you can watch it on Amazon. It's like $2 an episode or whatever. It's delightful. And it's them cooking together. Oh. Because he's a chef. Oh, that's, that's awesome. All they he's a chef. And um, they're so funny. He's so awkward. And it's adorable. Because um, <laughs> she she ma- she pokes at him all the time. And yeah. oh, God, it's just really cute. They're adorable. <laughs> so uh, he's like obsessed with fennel. It's really funny. So, um, <laughs> and they cook for their baby boy, Gene. And um, it's just really good, and I'm excited to... I need to catch up. I think there's three or four episodes, but <laughs> they make a lot of different stuff, and it's really cool to see, I don't know, all the different stuff you can make in one go and then have it for leftovers and all that jazz. So, Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's 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 delightful. And, um, yeah, I think... I guess I'm done. I, did, I thought I had a way to wrap it up, but I didn't... <laughs> I didn't... <laughs> I thought something would come to me, and it didn't. <laughs> so you were just going to fly... I'll see so your I'm pants. <laughs> yep. I don't know I where that joke is. Talking. No, I don't know where it went. <laughs> so I'm just gonna go. So yeah. So I'm just <laughs> I haven't watched his special in so long. I <laughs> love him so much. Uh Dion Cole. Oh my god. He's delightful. <laughs> um watermelon mojitos. <laughs> that sound delicious. <laughs> Excuse me, white lady. <laughs> Can you order me 20 I order, water? I order a watermelon mojito in this place. I'm going to set black people back 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that was so funny. He's hilarious. Bitches in the back Woo. of the Bentley. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's take a break. Okay. Before everyone kills us. <laughs> okay, so we're back. Hi, everyone. Hi. All right. So I have kind of a short article. Um... I just, I thought it would be fun to take a look at um, famous people who have autism. Um, Love it. Yeah, I I had found someone that I thought I wanted to share, but I don't know. It just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And I wanted to, like, I was trying to really find people who actually had autism to, like, share a blog post from them or something. And I just Mm -hmm. couldn't find that. So, um... All that's interesting.com helped me out. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> and that's where my crooked news article is from. Oh yay. <laughs> um, I love that site. We should pay them. We should <laughs> probably. Um <coughs> All right. Everything is happening at once on my computer and my phone. Sorry, I'm trying to 
get past all this shit. Hey, okay. Get your shit together. <laughs> I'm trying. Come on. Um, this is a professional environment. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. We're both in bed. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, so this article is called 23 Famous People with Autism Who Accomplished Incredible Things. And it was written by Mark Oliver and he published it on October 18th, 2018. And it was actually updated a few days ago on June 5th, 2020. So. Okay. Fun. Fun. While being on the spectrum can sometimes create challenges, these famous people with autism have been able to use their unique way of seeing the world to achieve great feats. Some of these famous people with autism may surprise you. You may not have known that some of the best-known stars or some of the world's most fascinating minds are actually on the spectrum. Much of the time, says animal welfare pioneer Temple Grandin, I feel like an anthropologist on Mars. Grandin has autism. Oh, that's, kind of, that's kind of cool, though. Right? Um, Grandin has autism, but it would be hard to call her condition a disability. She has a PhD in animal science and has spearheaded some of the most important and revolutionary ideas in livestock handling of the past century. Indeed, Grandin's innovative ideas were made possible by her unique way of seeing the world. Still, life as a woman with autism... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, see, that's so cool. Yeah. It's a whole unique, per- it's it's someone whose brain works in an entirely different way, and so they can bring a whole different perspective. Exactly. Which is important. Mm-hmm. Very important for society. But I can also see where it can be a challenge as well. Yeah. So, I'm not going to discount everything. I'm just saying. That's really cool. <laughs> I think so, too. That's why I kind of chose this. Um, yeah. So, still, life as a woman with autism is not without its challenges. For Grandin, relating to other people with conventional brains, neurotypicals, as the autism community often calls them, can be very difficult. Mm-hmm. It's part of the strange, often poorly understood realities with, of life with autism. It's a condition that can often go unnoticed, an invisible challenge that affects an estimated 1 in 59 people. But it isn't... That's kind of a lot. Yeah. But it isn't always just a disability. It's a condition that can come with some incredible gifts, especially for these famous people with autism. So let's get into it. Um, All right. It's kind of like ADHD, where things are very, not at all similar, not that it's the same thing, but, you know, you walk through life and things just are different to you. Mm -hmm. And you have to learn to manage, but it also comes with some incredible abilities as well. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just you know another thing. It's just really cool. So the first yeah. person on this the brain is fascinating. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I keep I'm trying to I'm trying to be careful and not like be a weirdo. So <laughs> just... we, we get it. Uh, okay. So the first person on this <laughs> list is Anthony Hopkins. Um, and what? Yeah. Um, Anthony Hopkins. I would never have guessed that. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. No, he's the very first one. Um, what? <laughs> okay, well, my mind's blown. <laughs> oh, get, I'm get ready. I'm not surprised, <laughs> but oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Anthony Hopkins was diagnosed with Asperger's when, as he put it, my wife was trying to figure out who she was married to. He credits... <laughs> That's hilarious. Right? (laughs) He's a delightful human. He is. (laughs) 
credits Asperger's. Have I married a robot? <laughs> That's how I feel sometimes, but it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> um, he credits Asperger's syndrome with making him extremely restless and, in turn, an unusually hard worker. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. The next person is Courtney Love. Um, Courtney Love, singer of Hole, was diagnosed as mildly autistic when she was a young girl. Though she was really, mm-hmm, though she was unusually intelligent, she struggled with school and with social interactions. Um. Okay. The next one is Dan Aykroyd. Um, what? Yeah. Um, my very mild Asperger's Girl. has helped me creatively, says comedic star Dan Aykroyd. I sometimes hear a voice and think, that could be a character I do. Yeah, that's how uh, one of my students was. Oh, yeah. He was really, really good with voices and imitations and uh, everything that every every single play that we did, he would modify his voice in some way. Oh, that's awesome. He could have been an inc- I. I hope that he's still pursuing it he really wanted to be a voice actor but Ooh. um <clears throat> you can't do that and stay in a tiny town in kentucky so i don't know what what he's doing i don't know what he's doing now but <laughs> yeah he's incredible with voices oh that's awesome he was a really good actor too and on my first day there, he was like, he he definitely walked straight up to me and said, you know, I think you shouldn't change anything. <laughs> <laughs> Basically was what he was saying. You probably shouldn't rock the boat. And I was like, I think I know what I'm talking about, though. We have no budget. We can't do Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, he was not afraid to come straight up to me and tell me exactly what he thought. And I was like, we're going to get along. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's hilarious. Ah. Oh, he was great. <laughs> the next person on this list is Alonzo Clemens, and I actually hadn't heard of him. Um, but Alonzo Clemens' IQ is somewhere between 40 and 50. But somehow, he is capable of creating incredibly detailed and lifelike 3D sculptures of animals. No one taught oh my him. goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm looking at one right now, and it's incredible. Um no one taught him to do this, says Nancy Mason, his assistant. For Clemens, she says, sculpting is an unstoppable instinct. When they took his, away his clay, he would sculpt anything he could get his hands on. Whoa. Yeah. That's cool. Right? Um, and, like, the one that is pictured so here. out of clay, so I decided to make it out of this pumpkin. <laughs> yes. That I found. And, and a stick of butter. Like... <laughs> basically that's that's crazy um but but he's pictured here with um a bowl that he's uh he sculpted and it's really really neat and very lifelike um intricate yes uh this next one is matt savage uh Composer and pianist Matt Savage taught himself how to read music when he was just six years old. By the time he was 11, his music career was so successful that he was signed to um, Bosendorfer Pianos and performing for heads of state around the world. Well, see, now think of that. Like, think of the incredible composers and artists that we've had Mm -hmm. throughout history. And we didn't know that this disorder existed really as a thing. Yeah. Until, what, the 40s? So think back, like fucking Beethoven probably had it. You oh know? yeah, he did. He was on another list that I found. Oh, was he? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's just 
it's 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 crazy yeah it's so it, it's uh, it's <laughs> everywhere um, but then there's people that are like oh it's so detrimental to your life i'm sorry dan Aykroyd is incredible is incredibly successful yeah <laughs> um <coughs> this name- as was beethoven yes he was insane though but <laughs> also you know <laughs> incredible he was deaf and still composing the yeah. most beautiful music it's just uh, so many grumblings. <laughs> this next one um, is Kim Peek, uh, and he was the inspiration behind the movie Rain Man. Uh, he was famous for being able to perfectly memorize any book he read. While he did not have the motor skills to button up his own shirt, Peek could re- perfectly recall the contents of 12,000 books. Wow. Mm-hmm. See, that's, I think there's another comedian. I think Chad Daniels has a joke about that where he was growing up. There was a kid in his grade when he was growing up and um, who had, um, I think he said he had Asperger's, but um, he was autistic, obviously. And he was like, the kid w- that his friend would like freak out whenever his um, sandwich touched like the peach yes. juice or whatever. Yes. And uh, his teacher was like, now, so so-and-so's brain his brain works a little bit differently so the part of his brain that can um that can handle when his bread touches something (laughs) something liquid was removed and it was replaced by the ability to play any musical instrument instantaneously (laughs) his friends were like what the fuck why don't we have that (laughs) i'm just eating mushy sandwiches with my stupid normal brain See, I love that. <laughs> I love it so much. Yes. Um, oh, goodness. So this next one is a name that we all probably know very well. Um, Stanley Kubrick. So it's... I don't know who that is. He made uh, The Shining. And um, he he's a... Sure. He's a film director? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't watch horror movies. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. He, That's really funny. You're like, everyone knows who this is. <laughs> no. Apparently I was wrong. No. He made... Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> he made The Shining, uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey, A Clockwork Orange, Eyes Wide Shut, oh, Doctor okay. Strange Love. Okay, okay. Um, what else? Gotcha. Full Metal Jacket. Um, 80s stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's been widely speculated that uh, director Stanley Kubrick had Asperger's syndrome. The director has been described as an intense, cool, misanthropic cinematic genius who obsesses over every detail. Kubrick's single-minded obsession with filmmaking was so strong that he could only enjoy life when he was standing behind a camera. I'm happy at times making film. I'm certainly unhappy not making films. Wow. Yeah. That's profound. Right? Um, I don't know who that is. Um, okay, so <laughs> Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol okay, was... Yeah. yeah, he was never diagnosed with autism while he was alive, but autism expert Dr. Judith Gould insists that he almost certainly had Asperger's syndrome. Warhol's monosyllabic con- conversational style. Wow, I can't talk. Um, meticulously. Okay. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> the irony there. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was good. 
Meticulously structured routines and unique creative vision all show strong signs that the legendary artist was on the autism spectrum. Mm -hmm. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah. David Byrne. So, when asked about his condition, Talking Heads frontman David Byrne says that he just sees himself as different, not defective. We all don't have to be the same, Byrne has said. I used to get annoyed when folks placed value judgments on sociability, implying those who are not... Exactly. Mm-hmm, implying those who are not gregarious or social are somehow less. It's just different. Yes. Exactly. That's what I've been trying to articulate this whole time. Yeah. And he said it perfectly. <laughs> I'll just let people speak for themselves. <laughs> so this is a name that I know that you know. Um, okay. <laughs> Tim Burton. What? Yeah. Oh, that makes perfect sense, though. Yeah. Tim Burton's longtime partner. He's my favorite! <laughs> yes, he's awesome. Um, Tim Burton's... I love Tim! <laughs> <laughs> Tim Burton's longtime partner, Helena Bonham Carter, is convinced that the legendary director has Asperger's. You start recognizing the signs, she has said. We were watching a documentary about autism, and he said that was how he felt as a child. Um, well, and he's he has a very distinctive style. Yeah. Um, he's pretty awkward when you watch him in an interview. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and... Very, very meticulous as far as... I mean, look at this the claymation movies that he's made. Oh, like, yeah. The fucking uh, piano duet in... Corpse Bride. Corpse Bride is... Fu- it's a masterpiece. Like, do you... Does, does everyone know how claymation works? <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's hard to do. And he has created a beautiful flowing piano duet... With no stops, no jumps, everything matches and lines up perfectly. Like, what? (laughs) How does everyone's mind not get blown every time they watch Nightmare Before Christmas and everything else? Like, that that shit's hard to do. Oh, yeah. Effectively. He's so good. Only, only that man could have (laughs) created that masterpiece of a movie. Oh, yeah. Um, this... I feel like it took, like four years or something crazy it probably did i I gotta look it up it took forever i know that (laughs) um this next one um i didn't know his name before this but like we definitely know who he is um okay uh satoshi tajiri so the creator of pokemon has been diagnosed oh Mm mm-hmm that makes perfect sense. Yeah. He has been diagnosed with Asperger's <laughs> syndrome. His colleagues have described him as reclusive and eccentric, but his unusual brain is the mastermind behind one of the highest grossing franchises of all time. Yes. I did know that Pokemon was the highest grossing franchise of all time. <laughs> yes. I did know that. <laughs> That's um, because I heard, I they talked about that on an episode of Armchair Expert. Oh, yeah. They were discussing franchises and things and oh that's Jack neat. said something about star wars and she was like no it's pokemon <laughs> because of all the merch yeah the video games uh the tv shows the movies like yes if you put that all together for over the span of what fucking 20 years or whatever it mm-hmm. is yeah and pokemon cards <laughs> alone like mm-hmm. um yep the this next one uh daryl hannah uh, so the Splash and Kill Bill really? actress, mm-hmm, 
The Splash and Kill Bill actress has been fairly public with her childhood diagnosis of Asperger's. Hannah has said her autism has made her incredibly shy and fearful of large events. It is perhaps because of that that Hannah mostly stays clear of Hollywood anymore. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that would be difficult for red carpets and things like that. Oh, yeah. And having to do press. That makes sense. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, Temple Grandin, who we talked about a little bit earlier, um, her work oh, yeah, has... made a movie about her. Yeah. Her work um, has... I'm trying to think. Claire Danes? Did Claire Danes play her in the movie? I don't know. I'm going to look it up. You continue okay. reading. Um, Temple Grandin's work has reshaped the way livestock are handled, thanks in a large part to her unique insight into how an animal's mind works. But today, she's best known for giving the world a unique insight into how the autistic mind works. Her books have helped tear down the stigma around autism and helped others to better understand how people with autism see the world. Yeah, it's Claire Danes. So there's a movie, it's called Temple Grandin, and Claire Danes plays her. Oh, nice. And Claire Danes is incredible. Um... <clears throat> and I have never seen it, but I remember when it came out, and I just like didn't know what it was about, so I didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really want to. Um, I heard her do an interview about it recently, and I was like, oh, okay, now that I know what it's about, I'm pr- <laughs> I'm totally gonna watch that. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, she was on set the whole time too. Oh, so cool. it was really good because she got to really learn her mannerisms and all of that stuff, and really wanted to make sure she portrayed Temple correctly yeah that's awesome uh so this next one you probably don't uh know as well um but hp lovecraft um master makes sense to me too (laughs) (laughs) i know who hp lovecraft is (laughs) well he is the master of horror um he died before asperger's syndrome became a recognized diagnosis but few have been posthumously diagnosed with it as often as he has multiple books have i don't know him I don't know him from personal experience with his work, but mm-hmm. uh, my friend Eric is obsessed with him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I hear about him a lot. <laughs> He's talked about making us a Dungeons and Dragon campaign Ooh. based in a Lovecraft world. And I was like, eh, maybe not. It's fine. But you do you, bro. <laughs> Um, multiple books have been written about Lovecraft's unusual habits. He's certainly displayed all the symptoms, one reads, a lack of empathy and concern for others, obsessive interest, and a work ethic bordering on the compulsive. Yeah. There's a new show coming out mm-hmm. on HBO called Lovecraft Country that you would love. Oh, yeah. And it looks super fucking creepy. Nice. And- um, you should. Everybody should watch the trailer. It looks so creepy and weird, and but the um, and yet the t- the description on IMDb just says a young African American travels across the U.S. in the 1950s in search of his missing father. Ooh, no, <laughs> that's not that's not all. It looks terrifying. Oh, I'm excited. Um, <laughs> it looks really, really good. What was it called again? Lovecraft Country. Okay. It's coming on HBO, I think. Nice. I think. Maybe. I'm not entirely sure. I can't seem to find <laughs> um, where it's going to be. 
where it's going to like be released or whatever. Okay. While you do that, uh, I'm going to rock your world. Um, okay. Dan Harmon. Rick and Morty and community director Dan Harmon has never been formally diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome, but he's convinced that he has it. I started looking up these... I believe that 100%. Yep. (laughs) I started looking up these symptoms just to know what they are, he said, and the more I looked them up, the more familiar they started to seem. Yeah, he's had a lot of trouble, actually. Um, He created Community, which is a good... It's a pretty good sitcom. Um, mm-hmm. I started watching it not too long ago because I just needed something else. And John Oliver's um, on it. Yes. <laughs> and that was the other reason. And um, <laughs> um, it's pretty delightful. And um, um, Glover. What's his name? David Glover. Donald. Or Donald. Donald Glover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The beautiful, beautiful, ta- beautifully talented man who played Lando Calrissian in, in Solo. Um and the guy on Atlanta, and he's won, like, Grammys and has a comedy album that dude can, like, is good at everything. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, he's on that, too. So that's another reason. And Chevy Chase is on it. and But, um, yeah, apparently he, he actually got fired from the show he created because of some behavior, some behavior issues. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I know that he's, I know that he's one that struggled. Yeah. Um, he's... And he's a genius, clearly. Mm-hmm. If you only ha- all you have to do is watch Rick and Morty to see that. But, um, yeah, he he he's struggled. Oh, I bet. For sure. More than likely because he didn't know he had it and had no tools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that just breaks my heart. Like, yeah. could you imagine not being able to work on a project that you started? That you created. Yeah. And didn't leave voluntarily. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So this is the last one I think I'm going to do. Um, which, okay. Uh, so this is Jedediah Buxton. Um, Jedediah Buxton couldn't write a word, but he had an incredible ability to do math. In the 18th century, he found work as a human calculator, a man who could sum up any math equation anyone needed entirely in his head. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Right. That's what they used to do before they had computers. Have you seen hidden <laughs> figures? Uh, I haven't watched that one yet. Um, I need to. Oh my to. god, you absolutely should. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Especially because we just had a space launch. Like Yeah. <laughs> and it's civil rights. It's so good. That's amazing. There are these women that sat there and they had to check all the math and go through and do all the math to make sure that the rocket science lined up to launch the rocket. <laughs> It's so good. That's amazing. And they didn't, but they weren't they weren't put into any of the records because they were women and they were African American. Of course. Why would they be put into there was any at of the one records? Point, at one point, one of the guys gives her like an entirely redacted document to, try, and she's like, "I can't check any of this." Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Um, all right. Well, that is my segment. I know it was kind of short, but I just thought that was kind of fun. And yeah, I felt better about that than what I had found before. So are good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So, uh, you ready for a game? Yeah, I'm ready for a game. I'm pulling up my card right now. God damn it. Okay. Okay. So this is our game, everybody, by Drunk, Stoned, Stupid called If You Had To. Um, basically, would you rather? I don't know whose turn it is. Are you? Are you there? Yeah, I already choose whatever you have because I hate this. 
<laughs> I think it's your turn to go first. I don't uh, remember. We didn't do one for the last two episodes. So. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead. Um, you're a walking human magnet that attracts all metal and ruins electronics. Oh, no. So you're Magneto <laughs> and you can't control your abilities is what it sounds like. Basically. And I hate it. <laughs> I hate everything about just that. just need Professor Xavier or... Or... Never leave your house again. Uh, well, yeah, obviously I choose that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'll choose that. I mean, that blows, but the alternative... <laughs> the alternative is worse. I can't do anything. Yes. Like, Much worse. Oh, goodness gracious. That was fun. <laughs> it was. All right. Well, thank you guys so, so much for listening. Um, oh, everybody go watch Space Force if you need something delightful. Um, it is out on Netflix right now. It is magnificent. Josh and I powered through like three episodes the other night. Oh, good. Um, Steve Carell is magical on screen. And I just want everyone to know that even though it's written, I think it's written by the same guy who wrote The Office. And even though Steve Carell is in it, he is not Michael Scott. Mm -hmm. But he is beautiful. He is sad. I feel like he is the only one who could, again, he's the only one who could have played this character because... He's satirizing that military person who takes three seconds of information from a scientist and makes a $4 billion decision. Oh, my God. Which also kind <laughs> you know of sounds saying? like Michael Scott. <laughs> well, a little. But <laughs> he's, it's really not. It's very different. He's not nearly as awkward, but still a little awkward. But and y- you want to punch him, but he brings that, Mike, th- he brings that Steve Carell empathy and those moments of just real emotion and he he makes this person this this caricature human and it's he's such a fucking genius in it it's amazing there's an incredible list of characters lisa kudrow plays his wife oh that's Um, awesome um jane lynch is in it for a second a couple times um John Malkovich is the lead scientist that he works with, who is also an amazing genius. I'm falling in love with John Malkovich all over again. (laughs) Um, Of course, we'll find out tomorrow that something's bad about him. I don't know. We can't love anything anymore. But anyway, (laughs) um, it's just it's fantastic. And it's beautifully satirizing what our our president does and what (laughs) he thinks space is. That's awesome. (laughs) It's. It's fantastic. So, um, I def I highly recommend it. Of course, I haven't finished it yet. Like I said, I've only I've only seen a, f- a few episodes because, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. But yeah. it was it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I'm I'm really delighted. Good because delighted a, a lot it. of people were not impressed. Apparently, I love it. So, well, a lot of people are not impressed by anything. Yeah, I I, I know. I'm sure everyone wanted him to be Michael Scott. Yeah, and he's not. It's it's different, and I really liked it. Well, good. So. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> I thought it was delightful. So, anyway, um, do you have anything? What's bringing you joy? Uh, <laughs> lately? Besides quitting your job tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have been working on some writing projects. Um, nice. So, I'm excited about that. And um, mom and I uh, have signed up for a concealed carry class next month. Nice. Which I'm um, excited about. Um, So that'll be fun. And 
cool. Yeah. So I'm just kind of existing right now, <laughs> like just trying <laughs> to getting through it. Yeah. And then like yeah. things will be better and my energy will probably be up. But I've Definitely, just been I understand. exhausted lately. So that makes sense. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, we love you. Please continue to stay safe. Please wear your mask, even if you think it's stupid. I don't care. I'll slap the shit out of you. Not really. (laughs) I won't touch you, but... (laughs) But please be considerate, especially of grocery store employees and everyone else... Exactly. ...who are just trying to do their jobs and exist right now. Don't unload on them. Don't make them feel terrible. No. Do your part. And be considerate of other people. Um, And also wanted to throw out, of course, that we're still in support of the Black Lives Matter movement that's happening right now. Um, Whatever we can do to support is what we're doing, which isn't much right now because, you know, high risk and everything. Mm -hmm. But we do support you and we stand with you and we're learning and we're listening so um we love all of you guys and remember you are not a monster bye guys bye guys thank you for listening to talk crooked music is by gizla Niebach. check out our website talkcrooked.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids as well as resources to get involved to keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things crooked you can follow us on instagram twitter tumblr and facebook at talk crooked To keep the shots coming, access exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout-out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.